Escape from Plan A. Oh, January 1st. Better get going on those taxes, Nitty. Hmm. Let's see. Cash Register, Inc. Well, <laughs> that's a business expense, isn't it? I... Oh, but then I do enjoy the smell of this stuff, don't I? Better not risk it. Daddy, what do taxes pay for? Oh, why everything. Policemen, trees, sunshine. And let's not forget the folks who just don't feel like working, God bless them. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Escape from Plan A. I'm your host, Oxford Condo. And on this delightful evening, I'm joined by Mark. How you guys doing? Philip. How's it going? And our resident West Coaster, John. What's up? Hey, I'm everyone. resident West Coaster? <laughs> well, at least on this podcast. Are you, guys, are you guys still having that debate? Like, ever since that West Coast, East Coast pod, there's been a lot of tension between you guys and various <laughs> chat groups. It's all coming from the East Coasters, too. They always got to point it out. Maybe it was worsened after my trip. Uh, you know, I always talk about, I always trash LA. <laughs> Not the people, just the, just the, uh, just the place. Just the place. Right. Uh, but uh, so glad you could join us. So this episode is actually uh, inspired by a recent episode that our friends over at Champagne Sharks did. Um, I forgot the exact title of their episode, but I think it's number 140 if you can check it out. It was uh, a bonus episode, it, I, actually. Oh, that's too bad. Well, yeah. then go subscribe to their Patreon. And you I should. swear they did not pay us to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, so if you guys don't know, Champagne Sharks is a podcast. Um, uh, three, I think it's three uh, black men. And they talk about race, politics, culture, etc. But they did an episode in which they took a really hard look at uh, black male behavior, in particular straight black male behavior, and just see uh, it was a kind of like a self-critical look at it. And I think we've done that too. Uh, we have some several um, guys-only podcasts in which we did that for uh, Asian men, particularly straight Asian men. But you know, I think it's good to always take another look and then maybe consolidate it all into one podcast. And you know, it's the new year and you know, the new year, uh, I guess, is time to do taxes, at least if you're Ned Flanders. A bonus if you get that joke. Nobody can beat me in Simpsons trivia. <laughs> but so I think it's a let's call this the uh, Asian male audit, shall we? Uh, <laughs> where, you know, four, four Asian guys uh, just take a look at, you know, stuff Asian guys do that uh, may exacerbate, uh, you know, the whole like situation in the Asian American community, especially when it comes to gender issues and give, you know, legit uh, cause for uh, particular Asian women to get angry or even afraid. So let's have it. Oh, but before we start, um, as usual, uh, if you like us, please subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Rate us five stars. Oh, and, and also, we just got yeah. on Spotify too. Oh yes, Spotify. Go on there as well. And also, um, feel free to pre- uh, reach out to us. I mean, our DMs are open on Twitter. Uh, our email is editor at gmail.com we'll put this all in in our uh, episode description but I mean, we've had a lot of people reach out to us and they're like oh i, I was like really afraid of, of like contacting i'm like like why <laughs> we're really friendly as i said all our dms are open we don't we're not going to turn you away uh so please if you have any uh even criticism we'd love to hear it uh because that's you know that's how we'll get better uh so yeah let's dive into this topic so i think what's like the first type of behavior we should address what do you guys think yeah, so when we were talking about um, the outline for this, I think the first thing that came to mind was sort of uh, was the white wor- worshiping that can be found in a lot of Asian dudes, both online and in and in person, right? And and that can manifest in treating Asian women like their second place, which ironically a lot of Asian men complain about Asian women doing. So 
I think that's something that we need to sort of call ourselves out about because right. we do it too. The the rub the rub is uh, they often claim that it's different, right? It's different. How, because, how's it, how's it different? What do they say? Uh, but they the, you mean Asian guys, right? Right. The Asian the, the Asian guys that uh, might um, put whiteness on a pedestal, though. Well, it, usually you see it in the context of discussions about AMWF relationships, right? Um, Often the kind of discussion goes, there's criticism about WAMF. Uh, and then at some point, an Asian woman goes, well, what about AMWF? And then all the Asian guys are like, no, 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 but that's different, right? Um, and their logic, their explanation is that because of the social hierarchy, um, the relative comparisons can't be, uh, can't be the same. Is it, is it similar to the um, argument that some folks make about like how you can't be racist towards white people because of like power dynamics and power structures? Is that is it the same thing basically? I I kind of think so, and I mean the problem with that argument is is that it's like yeah maybe it is tech, like correct on like a technical level, but emotionally it's so mm-hmm. weak. You're never gonna convince someone saying. Oh yeah, me fucking around is actually a more. There's a moral element to it. Like, yeah, you can't. You're not gonna win on that argument. Um, but let, uh, let's trace back, and I want to look at um, even before I think this disparity happens. Let's let's all examine ourselves when we're like very young. And I think we addressed this in our episode where uh, I think um, we talked about do Asian men take Asian women for granted? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of Asian women remember when they were very young. Uh, you know, before, you know, kids become really racially aware and stuff uh, of like how maybe they're like in the third grade or something and how like little Asian boys acted then. And I think a lot of the distrust comes from them because I'm betting that a lot of <laughs> you're not going to see like, you know, woke uh, Asian boys, you know, <laughs> in the third grade <laughs> talking about, uh, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, the glory of, of like Asian beauty and all that uh chances are that you know like like most kids they're gonna think you know they'll look at the read their fairy tales and stuff and the princess is mm-hmm. always you know a white girl right so i think that's what asian women are remembering and they're like oh yeah like you were no different than us the only real difference is that the white girls didn't like you back whereas the white guys liked us back so mm-hmm. they think we have no moral ground to stand on yeah uh, um you know the honestly for me i literally I literally went to a school where most of the people in my school were white. So, mm-hmm. uh, it just literally would have been hard, but I never inch, I was first confronted, uh, with the concept of white worship, uh, after I had already started dating a white girl. Um, it wasn't a question for me ever. Uh, I was just as attracted to Asian girls. And this was like middle school. So it's not, I was like 12, I think maybe. And, um, the first, like, I went to Korean school at the time on the weekends, and when uh, one of the guys found out I was dating a white girl, he was like, "Dude, that's what's up! Like, good job!" <laughs> and I was that's like, "God, jeez." Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's not what he said word for word, but sure. Uh, you know, I was just, I was surprised that it would even matter, right? right. Um, but when I talked to him, but you know, when I asked him about it, I followed up on. I was like, "What do you mean? Why? Is, why does that matter?" And um. You know, people will always covet what is uh, perceived as uh, mm-hmm. unattainable, right? right? And so, you know, he would say like, "Well, like white girls just are never uh, giving me the time of day," you know. And I think 
because of that, some sort of like mythical uh, status is given to them, right? Yeah. Here's a question I will ask you guys. Do you think that... So so the way I look at it is uh, the way this whole system works, when it comes to minorities, um, either the men or the women are going to have the upper hand. Because sure. it's rarely yeah. going to be perfectly um, like 50-50. So I think, do Asian women uh, Wait, have uh, a legit fear? Sorry, can I jump... Sorry, can I just backtrack real quick? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Uh, the... The point of me mentioning that story was to say, to demonstrate that actually kids can't, are, you know, maybe not when you're like seven years old, but uh, kids are, that kid was definitely racially aware, right? Oh, and, yeah. Kids, like, are, kids definitely yeah, know yeah. what's Yeah, up. and had thought about it enough to, you know, and clearly this, this didn't develop in isolation, right? He had talked to friends. This came out of multiple conversations. Um, so I think the fact that, there is um, that there is so much anxiety about the race of one's partner and, and how we view it and how we approach it um, actually says that we are aware of race very early on and we understand that it's a factor. Yeah, and it's it's probably not like, like a specific racial thing uh, in that, oh, like like a, they understand the, the concept of race as we understand it from a sociological point of view, but they probably right. have this understanding that, hey, you know what? Like, uh, blonde hair is better than black hair or like, you know, green, blue, gray eyes are better than brown eyes. Um, you know, the shape of one's nose or whatever, you know, which are basically, uh, racial, racialized traits that mm-hmm. and it's that understanding. Um, and kids are sharp, you know, they understand this stuff very early. Yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. It's also right. a little, it's also a little competitive, right? Cause you're talking about like kids re- reaching like men, boys in this case, reaching adolescence and like starting to understand like you know, the differences between attractiveness and unattractiveness and what they look for themselves um, and what they are competing for to some extent with their guy mm-hmm. friends. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, when, when Asian guys say this, when they're in either the, when they're in middle school or like when they're like 30 or, you know, late 20s or whatever, um, they are, they're kind of like saying, hey, like you've made it because you're dating a white girl, right? Because like that's yeah. considered higher. It's like a, it's the, it's the gold trophy and not the bronze mm-hmm. trophy kind of thing, right? And I, I can totally imagine that if you are, you know, a bystander, you're listening in on this, you're, and you're an Asian woman, that that would, that would cut you the wrong way. So. Of course. Yeah, I think it, oh, go ahead, John. Oh, no, just, just, of course. Of course it would hurt. Yeah, you don't want to be the bronze yeah. trophy. Yeah. Yeah, and not only does it hurt, let's say you're like an Asian woman and, and you go into any of these spaces and you're like, uh, you know, maybe you, I love Asian guys. I, uh, my boyfriend's Asian and I'm really down to help you. And like half the threads are all about, you know, h- like, you know, AMWF shit. And like, how do we get white girls? Like, how the hell is that supposed to motivate her? Right. Um, because, <laughs> right. I mean, think about this. If you're, if you're an Asian woman uh, right now and you see all these other races of women and, and like white women, you know, fighting against, you know, the Harvey Weinsteins and the Trumps or whatever, uh, black women doing their own thing with, you know, fighting police violence, Trump as well, and, and, you know, they have all that going on. And if you're made to feel like your uh, cause is to help Asian guys get laid, <laughs> that's like such a... That's yeah, not, that's gonna, not, really that's not a good there, motivator, right? Um, yeah. And I, and I, one thing that does piss me off about Asian guys is, is that inability to um, think of it from outside their own interest. And they, they try to frame it as, oh, it's like, it's so important that, you know, like, Asian sense of, like, 
the status of Asian men is, is t- intricately tied to like the Asian community, which is like true to some extent, right? I mean, the status of Asian men, Asian women, gay, straight, whatever, sure. uh, of course, is important to the welfare of the community. But for them to not understand why it might be a bit hard for an Asian woman to be totally motivated by uh, by only their sex life and thinking that some vague terms like community and pride is going to, right. uh, you know, it's like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in this case, you're actually talking about um, Asian women as kind of bystanders, right? Like they're not actively being compared or involved in these conversations that guys are having either online or like more so in real life about their dating habits, right? And what kind of people they're attracted to. Case in point, like we want to do this audit thing. Like let's take a look right now at our Asian masculinity, right? One of the first things on the main page right now is this post that says, the case for ugly Asian girls. Do you blame them for dating out? <laughs> right? Like, oh man. Oh my God. That's yeah, it's, it's, I mean, this, this what? sort of like thinking oh. still exists in a space where guys are concerned about their own dating concerns. They're still saying awful things. And here you're talking about a, a comparison almost, right? They're not, they're not directly comparing them, but they're, they're actually like. So what's the, so, so that's the title of the post, but what's the, um, substance? What's the substance? So, uh, just to paraphrase it a little bit, I guess, and I haven't really read the whole, I just read the, the first bit of it. Basically, it says that, like, uh-huh. um, I have some, you know, Asian female acquaintances I've, I've met online and so on. Sure. You know, they're not beautiful by Asian standards, but they, you know, really want to date decent Asian guys and so on. Um, but they end up maybe with uh, other men who to them are way better looking than Asian guys they would have settled for otherwise. Do you blame them and so on? You know, the, uh, like, if you. Okay. If they had a choice between an ugly Asian guy or a better looking white guy, do you really blame them for choosing the white guy? So, all right. So, this actually seems like a very, it's not like making fun of Asian women. It's just sort of being like, let's get real. No, that's actually right? a very thoughtful yeah. post because that's actually a good post. It, it's trying to say, okay, uh, I think it's telling these guys, you know, these, these women, their job is not to just like wait around for you on the right. off chance you might right. date them. And chances are you probably don't even look at them because if, if they're sure. not considered a certain attractiveness level but that yeah. title it just shows you how uh you know maybe um th- they don't quite know how to talk about it. i mean yeah yeah, that, yeah at you, least learn some tack <laughs> it's, right. it's not That's just right. tack my problem with it even even like even having yeah. kind of diving into it a little bit like it's just this issue of like comparison that's still happening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right i know i know yeah. that like end of the day you can't get around this idea that like there is a attractiveness hierarchy that you experience, you know, as a guy or as a woman. But like to have this comparison go on and like to exhibit this kind of like behavior doesn't make the Asian guy sympathetic, right? On the topic of unsympathetic Asian guys, this is like certainly it's not sympathetic for any woman to read it, regardless of how we as guys would view this post and how. I mean, there's almost like, yeah, I mean, there's almost an element of like, uh, if we can't get ours, we don't want anyone to get theirs. Yeah, it's kind of selfish. You know, and like you, up. you can almost go to that, you know, you go to that extent with it because it just they're just that selfish. It's the same and, selfishness yeah. that we're talking about with like white worship, right? Yeah, yeah and I, I know, and something that actually frustrates me to no end um, is pe- like there's people. I what I think is a problem are people are Asian Americans, men or women, who date exclusively whatever or Mm -hmm. uh insist on not dating asian that's what i have a problem with i don't have any problems with somebody dating somebody who happens to be white because Mm -hmm. they click or you know for whatever reason that they find themselves compatible um but i mean like two things so like to those guys 
I would say no. Like, why, why, why would we blame somebody for yeah. choosing somebody that's more attractive, right? We, I would have a problem with it if she was dating white and then claiming that, you know, the dude she's dating is way better than Asian men categorically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for these stereotypical reasons, right? Like, that's what I have a problem with. And I think it would do us well to keep that in mind. Um, when the emotions get flared up, like people don't engage in their logic, uh, but people, they should calm down and think about it uh, and be clear about the concepts because either people are going to misunderstand or you have some self-reflection to do about exactly what your position is and why you, why you believe it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, going maybe a bit off on a tangent. Um, so let's chart like the... Like let's say a fairly average Asian American guy, um, mm-hmm. you know, growing up in, uh, you know, majority white, and by majority white I don't mean all white, but still like white dominant place, which is like most places in America, and like, uh, you know, grows up, uh, you know, liking the same type of, you know, white girl that most other uh, kids like. Then mm-hmm. uh, as he gets older, finds out, you know what, you know, these, these girls aren't really that into me, and then. Then he kind of finds this like newfound appreciation for like Asian girls and like probably like most guys probably has some like prejudice against darker skinned girls, which is like a whole, like another matter we should discuss later in the episode. Mm. Uh, but one thing that also irks me is when that kind of guy suddenly develops this like, oh, I like this like pedestalizing of like Asian beauty, um, you know, mm-hmm. my Asian goddess kind of thing, uh, which sounds really hollow because you, you kind of know that, hey, you know what, like. I knew you just a little while ago and, you, you know, you wanted, like, the Barbie. <laughs> now, now it, that's, what, that's what I mean when I say it sounds like sour grapes. It's like, oh, I, like, I can't have her. Well, I didn't want her anyway. I now mm. prefer my, you're saying, you know, You're saying that he's or, settling. Yes, and, and, but then yeah. he tries to compensate for it by going overboard and talking about, oh, like, like non-Asian girls disgust me and everything. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we don't really believe you. And he doesn't come off as very credible. And I think Asian women can pick up on that. So when he starts waxing poetic about how much he appreciates Asian women, they're like, mm, I, I don't really believe you. <laughs> and uh, because, you know, for that to have any uh, real impact, you have to really, it has to be like a first choice, right? Like if you prefer something and or someone and you want that someone to truly appreciate that back, then that person must get the feeling that you could have had anybody, but you chose me. Right. Then it's good. But if it's more like, yeah. oh, you, you kind of got rejected by everybody else. And then, uh, and then for whatever reason, uh, I ended up with you or you think you have a shot with me. And now you're saying, oh, you, you're so great. Then right. it's totally empty. That's, that's almost like an insult. <laughs> right. Like you're the backup plan. Yeah. The, the plan B <laughs> and not the plan A, so to speak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boom. <laughs> I'm fired. Okay. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, so I mean, I, would, I might ask this question. Like, do those guys exist? Like, it's a hypothetical I, no, I think they exist. No, I think they if you go, exist. I think they if you go into the exist. very, um, you know, gung ho like Asians first type of spaces, you see a lot of that rhetoric, and it, you know, it's like, um, as I said, it doesn't have a ton of credibility because in order for that to have real any real impact, you have to genuinely believe that these guys are doing it more out of choice than by necessity. It's right. a bit mean to say that, but that's the truth. I, you know, one thing. I- so far of the topics that we've talked about, none of it, in my experience, is particularly, is, none of this is unique to Asian guys. I think this, oh, for sure. it's, these, yeah, I think... these sorts of, um, 
uh, immaturities, let's call them to be nice, I guess, uh, are really, it's, I find it correlated with age and life experience. Mm. Uh, you're going to find all sorts of dudes that are going to, uh, feel like they settled with their wife or whatever. It's like a, a, a super played out trope in comedy, right? Where the guy is just sick of his wife and like is willing to kill him, like commit suicide to escape his wife nagging him, all that, all that shit. Um, this is not specific to Asians. So I think, um, I don't know. I feel like I have teens head in my head right now, but <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if it's helpful to try and essentialize this to Asian guys. No, I don't think definitely not. I mean, when we're, uh, you all heard of, like, I'm sure if you went to like schools, you, if you went to like, a school called a uh, Smith uh, High School. You're probably like, oh, Smith girls are like this, but uh, sure. the McCorkendale girls are like that. And yeah, it, that's definitely true. It's, it's a universal thing. But I do think it, it manifests itself in different ways, especially in minority communities, depending on what your relation is with whiteness. Right. And I think mm-hmm. what's unique to Asians is not that we have these feelings, but just the way that it, it impacts us because of the way, uh, you know, like yellow fever works. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asian like dehumanization via like mm-hmm. Asian male de- uh, desexualization works, uh, just like and well I guess every yeah, minority community has like white idealization, but I do think there is uh, an Asian strain that's a bit more shameless about it, just because there's no real strong uh, resistance narrative for us. Like oh like the you know white people did this to us like a mm. lot of our parents you know grew up telling us oh if it weren't for the americans you know they saved us from the communists or they saved us from whatever uh so i, I think yeah john you're totally right this is not unique to us but i think the way it, it uh the particular configuration i think may be unique to us expanding on that yes uh this behavior does exist in the asian american community amongst asian american men like that is also true right um to say that it's universal isn't to absolve any of these guys or to claim that it doesn't exist. Um, yeah. What, what, yeah. What I find kind of interesting about this is that like, so one, the one thing I thought about when you said that it's not, you know, unique to Asian guys is I think, and I think they talk a lot about this in champagne sharks, maybe not that episode in particular, but they talk about how like high status, successful black men often go for white women and that mm. drives the community crazy. Right. And they successfully do that. But I think the difference is that with um, uh, Asian men in, in media, actors and musicians and so on, the ones who are successful, Asian American men, they actually end up mm-hmm. going for Asian women in most cases and not white yeah. women. Right. Maybe because they're I, not desired I don't... or whatever. But the, the outcome is different is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's most, but definitely not all. Uh, and I think it's it definitely like not as many as, say, black men. Right. I think. Well, it yeah. wouldn't be surprising for us to learn that a really successful Asian man is married or dating Asian women, right? I think yeah. it would be, uh, it's actually sort of um, uh, surprising when you hear of someone like Denzel, right? Who only, yeah. you know, who's only dated uh, black women, right? Is mm-hmm. married to a black woman, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so that that is a difference, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to ask you guys this question earlier. Uh, so do you think, uh, so I was going to say like in this like, social system we have uh, i think for minorities either the men or the women are going to have kind of the social upper hand because mm-hmm. uh, rarely are they equally uh accepted by white people uh, just oh, because yeah, the way racial right. stereotypes work like either one 
group is going to be perceived, like, the women are going to be, like, too masculine or the men are going to be too feminine, uh, etc. Uh, do you think Asian women uh, ha- have a legit fear that if they weren't, you know, on top in terms of just a white acceptance that Asian men would be, uh, would basically do the same thing to them? Frankly, honestly, like, yeah. I just think they don't think about it, right? Because I think that one big sort of, like, realization we had about the, like, assimilationist Asian women is that, like, they just want to erase Asian men from their lives. They don't even want to think about them. So I don't think mm-hmm. they think about it. I don't think there's an actual fear. I would I would tend to agree with that, at least based on my experiences. Um, they, maybe they're lying, but um, they often claim that they've never heard of it, you know, never thought about it before. If the mm-hmm. question, if the topic is ever broached, uh, or maybe the way to reframe it is that there's absolutely no incentive for them to even want to think about it. Because yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. the because what's what's like the best case scenario? Asian men become highly desirable. I mean, there's like at best that's a total zero. Like, there's no benefit to them. There's like a, neg- a neutral thing. Or if they actually like Asian guys, that just means more competition. Yeah, and and I'm not trying to say that saying that like, women are just like man crazy i mean it's, it's the same for guys like guys don't want competition for women either you know we right. are you know we don't we don't mm. want to just let more you know wolves into the hen house or sharks into <laughs> the tank right so right yeah yeah i mean if 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 um you know but i mean in the hypothetical situation like i, I would like to say oh yeah asian men would act better I, I just don't think that's true right i think when it comes down to it right if you have an advantage you're going to you know, you're going to do what comes with that advantage, like with that. So like if you're, I mean, look, look, look at the, the black community, you know, the black men have the advantage there, right. Mm-hmm. And they outmarry more than the women do. And I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be the same if, you know, Asian men were above the Asian women. Um, yeah. In which the hypothetical I think le- situation. Which I think leads to the next important point. So if that is true, yeah, we're but we're our stance is not uh, okay. Everyone, everyone, just go up. You know, fuck this all. There's no hope. You know, everyone's selfish. <laughs> you know, so let's give up. Now, now the thing is, okay. So if if that's the reality, but we still want to put an end to all this fighting. We want more community and togetherness. How do you how do you achieve that, right? And well, my my feeling always has been, um, when I say like do your own thing, I don't mean you know go go lift, bro. Uh, you know, get the get the fuckboy hairstyle or anything like that. It's just more like, okay, so if if you want to reverse this trend of you know your group constantly just getting stepped on, uh, you you basically have to create some kind of reason for people to want to be with you. And I don't mean on an individual level. Like I think individually, I think all of us are fine. That's not what we concern about. We're uh, concerned more about like a like a group, uh, you know, a group. Sure. Uh, identity uh you have to give them a reason to buy into this thing we call like asian americanness right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and offer something that you can do whatever you want but you come here you'll get this that you can't really get anywhere else right and i think what pisses me off about some asian guys is that they never pause to think well what can i do to help build that right it's always about pride or 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 mm. wokeness, all these very ambiguous, undefined concepts that don't have any real value to anybody. Uh, so it's, I, yeah, I think the question is... How- they're a value if you're political, but most people are not political. 
So you're not actually bringing anything to the table by pretending you're woke, right? right? Well, not only that, it's only like if you're political from kind of like a straight Asian male perspective, yeah, yeah. right? Because it's it's all about your sense of embarrassment, of humiliation, which again, like, yeah, it it is like of concern of the community, but to expect everyone else outside your own subgroup to prioritize that, I think is very selfish. Mm-hmm. You got to have something to offer. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I would, I wouldn't want to necessarily like, uh, frame it in such a transactional manner, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, it sounds a bit harsh, but yeah. Right, but you got uh, I mean, to lean on your strengths, right, is what you're saying. Well, no, I, I mean, okay, I guess, uh, I guess what I'm saying is that the things, okay, like normally, if, if somebody's into you uh, for your personality, you still offer something. We don't consider it something like a quality that can be uh, sold or used as a bargaining chip, Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so I, and I don't really want to put it that way. Right. Like, um, sorry, I, I feel a little, all right, no, I'll like jump a little in. scattered. Okay. Here, so, but. okay. So what I'm talking about, okay, this is a good example. I think, I think the most obvious thing that Asian men can provide, especially to Asian women that nobody else can is, uh, this, the most full understanding of what it is to be Asian. Right. Okay. Right? There's really, there's nobody who else can offer that, but, but so many Asian guys, are shy mm. away from that. I mean, Teen mm-hmm. wrote about this in this article. Like, Asian guys refuse to, you know, even stand up for themselves, let alone for anybody else when it comes to their race. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them just basically try to be knockoff versions of white guys, you know, mm-hmm. dressing in the same, like, I don't know, preppy or hipstery fashion. No real embracing of who they are yeah. uh, in terms mm-hmm. of their, you know, ancestral culture. And it's like, why would, why would anyone want to be with you if you're just, uh, you know, a knockoff version of the real thing, right? Um, right. Well, yeah, they make the mistake of assuming that um, just because they have genetic heritage that they're somehow like their Asianness is enough, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. They, they they reduce Asianness to something that's purely physical or maybe very superficial, like you know, yeah. the, mm. the uh, food maybe, um, maybe like fashion, but in in the most white accepted fashion. Like once it gets accepted by like the uh, mainstream fashion brands, then that becomes Asian fashion. But nothing that's mm-hmm. like anything that really pushes uh, the boundaries outside of the mm-hmm. mainstream. It's like, well, well mm-hmm. who'd, who'd want to be with just a pale imitation of, of whatever? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick at that food part, right? Because I think actually the food part is important because it's, it's a part of the culture. And you're saying we have to kind of support the culture and make it appealing in order to actually win the hearts and minds of folks, right? So when I think about like, like so, I, first of all, I want to I want to give um, Jess and the team some credit for this theory of like uh, Asian like Asian American you know racial togetherness. She talks a lot about how we had to get we had to put something out that is a bit more interesting than what's being offered right now in order to have people kind of come back, so to speak, to to want to be mm-hmm. Asian American. And in our recent conversations, we've talked a lot about how like Asians are doing well. Like you guys had that um, was it the East Coast West Coast pod where you talked about how like these days. Like, all the cool shit is coming from mainland China. Like, everyone wants to make Asian food. Like, Asian food is super hot right, right now. And, like, that's an important piece to it. When I talk to guys, either online or, or even more recently, offline Asian guys about dating, <laughs> and for some reason they ask me for dating advice, but I'll often mention... <laughs> why, why, why shouldn't they? Don't put yourself down. Yeah, man. That's true. Yeah. I have been in a very long-term relationship that's successful, so in that sense. There you <laughs> um, go. But uh, I always tell them about food. I'm, I'm always like, you should, like, you should, like, play up the whole food thing because Asian food is fucking hot right now, right? One thing well, I definitely look, yeah, hear yeah. 
from um, I, Asian women who talk about like being being in a relationship with Asian men. And one thing they like about that is that they like that they don't have to compromise on food, right? Like it's such no, a, yeah, it seems like a small yeah. thing, but it's important, right? Like you have the same yeah. fucking taste buds because you grew up eating like umami shit before white people discovered <laughs> fish sauce, right? <laughs> so it's, it's uh, I don't want to use the word discovered, but you know what I mean, right? Like it's an important part of it, right? To, to big up the yep. culture. Oh, no, that's definitely true. My only issue with food is that it is such a low barrier to entry. Because, I mean, like, these people aren't going out to eat, like, durian or something, right? That's something that's right. a very acquired taste. I, I, I don't really think enjoying ramen uh, these days is, is enough of <laughs> yeah. a bar. To I'm, I'm saying it's, a, I'm uh, saying it's still a, following think, what's acceptable to the mainstream. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, but it's a gateway drug. No, I think if you, I think, I think food requires, like, a deep understanding. And yes, definitely it's a good way to learn to appreciate um your culture and stuff but uh my only as i said my only concern is that it's, it's very easily detached from the people like a white person could or any non-asian could easily i think learn to make um whatever good food uh asian food and um and i think that has a danger of detaching the culture so you're saying people. what what is not like replicatable by people who are not asian did not grow up asian well I, I, as i said i think something like um just just like let's say you're like in a public situation mm. and and somebody uh says something like anti-asian no, nobody mm. but another asian will be able to if they're like you know angry and articulate be able to like stick up for you and just like asians as a general as somebody who whose experience has that life experience like yeah like a non-asian could say how how dare you sir you know you, the racism has no place in this like establishment or something mm. like that but s- nobody will feel that in their bones as much as another asian that right, is something right. that cannot be extracted from an actual asian person and i think mm-hmm. that's the level of like understanding and community you need to really say um the reason why like asians should be friends with each other should like you know date each other and all that is because no matter how good somebody else can make sushi or something, you cannot have that same understanding. And all of us were only like maybe second generation. We all grew up with those experiences and you cannot take that away from us. Yeah. What I One thing I kind of hesitate with this idea of selling ourselves though um, is like it already, it, just by engaging in that question, it presumes that mm. we have to make up for it. You know, like if we're yeah, good yeah, enough as um, is, we don't have to sell ourselves. We don't have to, That's true. you know, people think, would see what we bring to the table for who we are as individuals. Yeah. I think the key is to understand that we ourselves have been hiding ourselves and holding ourselves back for fear of like yes. being too Asian. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think if you get rid of that, just be yourself, just be as Asian as you are meant to yeah. be, as corny as that sounds. <laughs> no, just let your freak flag fly, baby. Yeah. And then right. that will, that will sort out who will want to associate with you. And if they yes, don't, uh, then good riddance. Yeah. Uh, we and didn't want to hu- anyway. That is such a huge and important piece of advice to, I think that, that is very hard for younger guys to understand is that, um, it's almost better that people self select out of your life. Like, yes, yeah. it, it sucks yeah. if like, a lot of people and like you feel like you're alone or like you're being picked on for being too Asian or whatever. But I mean, unless you're like, you know, I don't know, like completely out there or something like that. And I'm sure most people aren't like that. It's actually good to be rejected by people for who you are because you don't want to be with those people anyway. Mm-hmm. If they're not going to like you and accept you uh, and actually want to be with you because of who you are, then They've done you a service yes. and it's very, very hard 
for, I think, younger Asian men that don't have a lot of experience or have had a lot of examples of success in their life to really understand that. But um, like just just for myself, right? I mean, I'm probably the, the quote unquote least Asian in upbringing of the four of us, right? Because I was not raised by, by Asian people, uh, Asian parents. But, you know, I'm Asian in my own way, in my own background. And I'm always very open about my adoption in various circumstances. And that can scare people off. That can make people uncomfortable. But, it, you know, then I know what to expect from them. Yeah. You know, but I'm not going to not be that way. I'm going to be who I am. That's what I, you know, I, I'm not going to hide from it. And but it, it can be very hard. But I think that is such a great point, Oxford, to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, more Asian Asian American men should definitely let themselves shine a bit. You know, I, I think we're kind of uh, uh, at least I was taught to kind of be more modest in, in displays of success. Uh, I even remember. Um, winning uh some like cross country race and i was i was walking around <laughs> with like my medal up nice, on my shirt <laughs> and um yeah and then like uh this other asian kid comes up and he's like yo man why are you uh th- putting your medal out there like you, sh- you know you be humble like because i be won bitch. Like no he got one too he got one too oh okay. Um, oh okay it was like the top 20 out of like 400 or whatever dude uh, that's still really good yeah. i'm, like, I'm probably really exaggerating good. you know how memory goes uh yeah. <laughs> anyway but um, I, I agree with Oxford that more guys need to be willing to lead the way. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not just talking about, you know, your personal success, uh, as good as that may be. It's just like, uh, you know, uh, you just be a, as like a group. Like Asian Americans don't really have an identity. It's usually derived from other people or other groups. Uh, don't be afraid to make your group unique. You're going to maybe turn off mm-hmm. some people. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. Like Probably a lot of those people are really boring anyway and um yeah. you you doing your thing is is going to you're going to find the crowd you want to attract mm-hmm. uh, by virtue of yep, of being absolutely. yourself within reason right if you're a total sociopath yeah, like <laughs> don't don't be that but um yeah um, um i want to bring up something that's happened recently uh actually just today i think uh, subtle asian da- subtle asian dating got shut down oh, i think it was yesterday I, Yes, yes, yes. I think it's now yeah. back up. I find that oh, very it's back suspicious. Up, really? Wow. I, yeah, I joined it again. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and, and already the shirtless pics and the bikini shots are back. Nice. So, and and I I'm fo- I follow the the official account. It's very shady. They said like yeah. Facebook was upset that it was like sexually explicit. But here here's how you know it's bullshit. Not like subtle curry dating. You know, I'm not trying to bring them down. Fine group. But they do exactly the same thing. I think they're an offshoot of subtle Asian dating. Same mm-hmm. format, same style, same like innuendo and all that. They they never got bothered. And that's not to mention all the other kind of weird Facebook groups out there. Like I see like these uh, AMBF groups, Asian male, black female groups, which are, mm-hmm. you know, also kind of sexual in nature. Obviously, though, all the really creepy, uh, the yellow fever stuff groups on Facebook, they're still around. But this group gets shut down. And I, you know, I have no real evidence of this, but you know, you know who's in charge of Facebook, right? So you know, <laughs> <laughs> conspiracy theories. Um, but anyway, the reason I, I bring this up is because on Asian Identity, uh, the the subreddit, there were there was a thread talking about how um, 
uh, talking about this incident, and there was one guy who went on this long rant about how mm. he hated that group because only the like most attractive Asians get all the likes, and the unattractive ones just get lost in the you know they don't get enough votes or whatever, so they get lost right. in it. Mm. And so, we we had a good discussion about this uh, amongst all the Plan A people about wait a minute if if you're like so into Asian love, shouldn't you really like that group? Because yeah, it's like all the all you know, all the beach bots who are all you know getting all the attention, but that that's that's to be expected. Like, what 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 did you expect? Did <laughs> yeah. you expect Asian love to be some weird inversion of that or something? So I think that was a good instance of uh, dividing the the guys who are genuinely interested in in this like um, uh, boosting of of like this sure. Asian love thing, which I agree is often if not ignored, like actively denigrated in American society versus mm-hmm. those who are just bitter because their sense of justice always comes down to somehow them getting laid more. And if it doesn't accomplish that, then it's not it's not like righteous. Right. Yeah, there's, there's this general kind of woe is me mentality you see on some of these online groups and subs. Um, and I think that's a manifestation of it to some extent, right? Like a good yeah, thing definitely. is a fucking good thing is happening for Asian Americans and you're mm-hmm. still complaining. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> yeah or step up you know yeah or I step mean, up, yeah yeah yes exactly within, or within step reason. up yeah I, I don't want to blame i don't want to blame the dude uh but you know take a long take a good hard look at yourself you know the answer <laughs> well i mean it's yeah it's like you know i mean if, if there was some fervent and, and it's probably an honest hope that you know eliminating or lessening asian uh, racism against Asian men was was gonna like solve all their dating problems, right? Um, you know they're just deluding themselves because look, yes, there is a lot of you know, a lot of you know, chips stacks stacked against Asian dudes, but removing that barrier isn't gonna make you any more interesting, right? right. It'll just remove yeah. a big barrier, but if you don't have a foundation there, then you know it, you lost a big excuse, but yeah, yeah. you know. And and that's you know that's not to say that any of these guys are not f- okay and they're just in a bad you know bad space mentally, but it does as you were saying, um, Philip, like it it uh, it exposes sort of where they re- they're really at, yeah, you know, their it's, real position there. They're also, frankly speaking, just kind of getting upset at the algorithms of Facebook. Like that's yeah. what happens when you prioritize posts that a lot of people are liking and interested in in a short period of time like what else did you expect to happen man yeah i mean it's like but (laughs) but i think people forget i forget you know people forget that yeah like it's emotional right i mean get lost in the streams yeah but it's emotional right you guys ever watch uh, boys over flowers or meteor garden as it's also known no no seriously nobody Nope. No, I, I, I talked about a little it the bit other day. But. I know, I know it. I know it. <laughs> well, I, I just bring that up because you, you know, like you know what the F four is, right? No, no. It, it's like the four like most popular, richest, best looking guys in the school, okay. and they're just, like total pieces of shit of human being. Well, they they reform, as in all these uh, <laughs> these right. manga do. You know, they're, they're actually they all have hearts of gold um, beneath right, it all. Right. But uh, yeah, I'm just saying, like, even in like an all Asian setting, there are hierarchies, and yes, of you course, know, there are like shitty people out there. I do. I, I don't want to. Draw a false equivalents. I do think race, uh, predicating on race is, is uh, I think, an especially heinous thing to do. Um, oh, absolutely. Because yeah. like race has been the basis of like so much, uh, you know, like genocide and wars and all that. So I, I don't think 
uh, discriminating on the basis of race is exactly the same as discriminating on the basis of, um, you know, just like attractiveness or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. But um, you, you do have, if you can't deal with any sort of uh, system like that, then yeah, yeah, and like, and then just blame everything on race. But then that race gets taken away. Now, now you feel what are you exposed. Gonna blame? So now, now you, now you blame a system where how come only the interesting, good-looking people get all the attention? <laughs> it's like, well, what did you expect, man? <laughs> yeah, there, there's anyway, a post. Glad I don't it's know. back. Glad it's yeah, back. I'm very glad. Uh, uh, subtle Asian dating. We love you. Um, <laughs> even though sometimes sometimes you know we we are a little out of their age group then yeah. maybe it feels a little weird you know lurking <laughs> I, I, you, you know as a funny aside I, I forget when this was maybe maybe this was like way back um when i was just getting like just moved to the city and i was getting involved with the adoptee organization uh in the, in the city also known as i think we had like a date auction you know they do those things in person uh, su- subtle Asian dating didn't uh, invent that, um, <laughs> and I think like only had like two or three of my friends <laughs> like bid on me. So I've had, oh, I've been no. in that situation, man. I've been in that situation. It doesn't feel good, but you know what? Sometimes it's just the way the cookie crumbles. I feel like in order to do that, you have to plant people. Like so, you have yeah. at least a a minimum, uh, so that you you have like a baseline of dignity that you can't possibly yeah, fall yeah. behind. No. Like if people I keep bidding, no one vote on me. Okay? Uh, yeah. I didn't have nobody. Bid. <laughs> at least you had. Uh, at least you had some. You know, I think that's. Yeah. that's yeah. Wait, are you, are you guys saying I haven't been on this thing? But are you guys saying that on subtle Asian dating, they're actually literally bidding on people? No, no, no. But Not they, bidding. They're, they just it's sort like, of okay. like it's like they're selling. Vote, like, imagine right? you're they, they give uh, thumbs up or whatever. Uh, okay, like, okay. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. It's not but like a bit. Right. But yeah, but like like a friend will usually uh, post his or her friend, right? And then they'll list all the pros and cons of this person, and it, it's kind of like they're they're selling them almost in a uh, yeah. marriage market. Yeah, but it's supposed to be uh, like it's, it's, it's supposed to be ironic and tongue in cheek, which is why it's weird. Yeah, nobody's actually right? nobody's actually saying, no. "Oh, I'll pay fifty bucks for that person." No one's no. actually doing that. It's all a joke. Um, yeah. Someone did it's get McDonald's of- delivered to them out of it, though. That's true. Wasn't that, nice. Oh, was that subtle Asian <laughs> traits, or was that subtle? Um, actually, no. I uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Actually, it's kind of creepy when um, I've seen like cousins do it, like a male cousin doing it for like a female cousin, or vice versa. Yeah, it's a little I weird. might have even seen siblings. So I was like, oh, that's a uh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, the laughter stops. Like, Ugh. do you uh, do we want to? So like Oxford, you know, you talked about. Okay, Asian guys should sort of embrace their Asianness and just you know whatever you're about, you're about. How do you when when people say like, oh well, Asian culture or Asian men because of Asian culture are you know too traditional or patriarchal or sexist by by nature, you know what whatever. Um, as an Asian guy, you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be proud of my Asian background, and then when you express pride in your background, you get hit with this stuff, uh, typically in the context of dating. What do you think about that? I mean, that's such horseshit. That's like, that's like if a, an African guy expresses pride in Africa being hit with, oh, does that mean you like to have like 10 wives and practice female genital mutilation? I mean, that's such horseshit that you, like, yeah, I, mean, I don't even know if that warrants a, a legit response because it's, First of all, like culture is always shifting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what what is your conception of Asian culture? It's probably something you're probably stuck in some mm-hmm. immigrant time warp because your your parents who immigrated in the seventies during mm-hmm. probably some military dictatorship um, passed on certain ideas down to you, and you think that's what Asian culture consists of. So 
I would just tell that person to get you know a bit more educated and you know stop uh, getting all their sense of Asia from like the Economist and their parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a a really frustrating stereotype, especially like Korean guys. Korean guys in particular mm. get hit with the um, patriarchal, uh, even violent. I've heard that a number of yeah, times. I, but yeah, but yeah. but I also think that's. Uh, but that's like an old stereotype. But there's a kind of a new stereotype now that all we do is like wear makeup and uh, hold <laughs> our girlfriend's purses <laughs> and just like to Wait, wear cute bunny ears. Um, that's, par- that's part of the patriarchy, though, right? That's a new one for me. <laughs> that's right. We're taking her purse away and we're infantilizing her, right? That's part I, of the I think, patriarchy at work. I also think <laughs> when you get hit with something like that, I think you do have to understand it's. It's a game you can't really win because either way, you're going to be right. to this. Right. Because it's not meant for you to win. It's always meant to justify uh, mm-hmm. a Their pre-arrived conclusion. Right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. I think the, you know, don't, don't get like too worked up about that. I think, um, but y- as long as you know that it's bullshit, I think then you can, you know, remain calm and just be like, okay, whatever. Yeah. This person must have maybe had some bad experiences uh, and maybe uh, try to, tell things for the people around them rather than being so fixated on trying to convert this one person. Yeah. This is going to feel like a fucked up question. And it, and it is, you know, to a certain extent. Um, do you think Asian men hold any responsibility? I think for, so. For I those? mean, the one question that I'm really, uh, I've been like thinking about for a while and I don't know how to address is Okay. So, well, uh, you know, we hear all this stuff about, uh, you know, patriarchy and, and gender inequality in Asia. Right. And, it's kind of this place where I feel like Asians, Asian Americans especially, have to step up on that, especially I think Asian American men, uh, because I think it, it, like so many things will get complicated and messed up when you, when you see like non-Asian, especially like white men, go in there and try to be saviors. Hmm. Uh, but it's like a lot of us don't really know our you know ancestral societies, mm-hmm. um, and it's like. Are we butting in? And if we're getting involved, how do, how do we get involved? I, I think it's, we, I don't see a lot of discussion about it, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's something that we do have to take some step on. I just, I just, at this point, I, I just, I'm lost on, on what to do. But do I definitely think, yeah. What, yeah, what yeah, was the, it. what was the sec, what was the conclusion of your question, Joe? Cause uh, I think you were just, you had just started the question. Yeah, I'm a bit lost too. Uh, no, no, just, um, I think, well, kind of, uh, I don't actually have an answer to that, but uh, Oxford, just off what you said, um, I kind of wonder if Asian guys getting upset at that assertion mm. uh, speaks to their lack of familiarity uh, with the act, their actual native culture. I, right? So, because right. yeah, I have a I have a theory about that actually, and it, it's actually my own kind of understanding or misunderstanding of the stereotype, but like. We, we all know the stereotypes, right? And, like, I've met my share of nerdy Asian guys. I've met my share of meek Asian guys. And, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about largely Asian American, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, se- or second and largely second gen or 1.5 gen. But I've basically yeah. never met a single Asian guy who I would say has, like, old school patriarchal attitudes towards women, right? right. I understand that. I understand totally that that's a thing that, you know, people claim and... Uh, that exists in the kind of old guard, the old generation. But I've never met a guy uh-huh. in our generation who's like that at all. And I think that's what both baffles and angers Asian guys in our generation the most is that like, it's just patently like kind of unprovable, 
but it's yeah. still it's still we're still mm-hmm. implicated for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I would venture, uh, Philip, that the Asian um, uh, or Canadians you hang out with are not the uh, are much more like assimilated into mm-hmm. like Canadianness. Yeah, would that would that be correct if I said yep. that? Yep, sure. Because I think I mean this, just, I, I, just from the stories I hear, like for instance, um, this this girl I knew, uh, she was um, like very serious with this Korean guy. Uh, like Korean American, but he, I think he tended to be more on on the like less Americanized side, and you know they loved each other and everything. But she, like, they're like I think she they, she wanted to get married, but ultimately they had to break up because his parents did thought that she wasn't I think like traditional enough. Hmm. And so they exist. I think they tend to get a bit blown out of proportion, uh, yeah. but. Like this was like, this wasn't like some guy like fresh out of Korea or something like you know very uh, uh, you know I think he was born or like at least one point five generation, mm-hmm. um, but I think um, there there's I think guys like that out there, and I think they might not exactly uh, intersect with our social circles. I think they're the types who might be all like mono ethnic. Uh, usually, uh, I mean the reason we don't know them is because they don't uh, you know they they keep more to themselves, mm-hmm. and I think. Um, experiences with people like that and then and then uh the stereotype but, but the point uh, i'm making is that um, the point i'm making is that 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 stereotype is still used ex- as an excuse to exclude us despite the fact that we're not in that social group well yeah because we all look the same right yeah. well it's not I mean, just about looking the, the same it's like i had this experience with my dad or this person you know back in korea treated women right. a certain way and therefore you got like i'm not gonna associate myself with you guys because you guys probably do the same thing it's the it's the sort of classic, you know, white people are allowed to be individuals. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Are seen as a yeah. collective. That's a big part of it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I yeah, and I, I Philip, I think you're right. It gets very frustrating because just complaining about it that just proves that y- mm-hmm. you are a misogynist. You know, Does it, well, I don't know oh. about that. I don't know if it proves that you're misogynist. Well, no, because like let's say like a woman says that to you and then you deny it, then that it just proves your privilege because you know if if you were more woke, you would admit to it. Or and you know mm-hmm. let her do whatever she wants yeah. or something. Well, so that's it, a whole another discussion of how frustrating that quote unquote logic is. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I do think that um, on some level, as, as it may not be totally fair, but I, I do think uh, as like any any men of color group has, you do have that additional burden, and simply mm-hmm. trying to run away from it and denying it won't necessarily. It kind of doesn't accomplish anything. It, it'll maybe get you angrier and angrier, but. I, I do think on one hand, yeah, call out its unfairness, and on the other hand, do active steps to, um, you know, make it impossible for anyone to credibly a- accuse your group of it. And yeah. I think, but what 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 like, I, what do you mean by that, right? Because that's a tr- difficult thing to do. Like, are you just going to start yeah, opening mean, doors for women more often? Like, what are you? Saying? Oh no 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 no! None of that! None of that! Like, milady shit. No, that's not what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm just saying like, it's a tricky show, thing to actually manage. Yeah, no, it's definitely tricky. It's definitely tricky. I think. Um, I do think like performative uh, male feminism is n- it's never been good, but it's particularly bad right now. It's Nobody really bad right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wolf yeah. in sheep's I, clothing. I think the yeah. the extent to which. Asian American men do hold responsibility. Like you can never control what somebody says about you. You can always control how you react to it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And in this respect, I think Asian men, Asian American men, could do much, much better yeah. in managing their reactions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Too many emotional guys out there. Yeah. Like I understand yeah, yeah, why yeah. you're emotional. Nobody's like so few people have taken you seriously. 
like so few people have respect to you. And I, I think the reason we want to do this episode is I don't think anyone can accuse us of being one of those guys. You know, you know those like Asian guys who are like embarrassed by other Asian guys, and, and you know, <laughs> like I don't think anyone can accuse us of doing that. So yeah. that's why we want to do this. Episode. As critical as we are, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it it comes from a place of genuine care and concern. And I think too many like like emotional spazzes out there, just like on 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 social media and stuff. And it's like, well, honestly, what are you trying to do out there? Like, if you want to talk to someone, there's like, we're here, you know, other other guys are there and there are like uh, a, lot, a lot of Asian women out there. Too. I think that's one of the, we talked about it in the previous podcast about subtle Asian traits. Like you go there and you see some of the most like smartest, loudest voices sticking up for, you know, st- you know, arguing against like white idealization, sticking mm-hmm. up for, you know, just like Asian sense of dignity. A lot of mm-hmm. Asian women are doing it. So, yeah, you know, don't just like pick out, don't get addicted to anger because it's very easy to just yeah. get confirmation yeah. bias. And, and, like, ooh, did right. you see and that it, and person? And it makes thing? you feel like you're doing something, right? Yeah, and it, it, it's addictive. It's, it's a rush you get. And yeah, that's bad shit. Don't do now, that. N- now, someone you can get angry at is Louis C.K. <laughs> to be honest. Oh, yeah. That. Nice, oh, nice transition. Actually, uh, so uh, I actually just listened to his whole leaked audio set. Yeah, um, yeah I listened anyone, to most anyone? of it, too. You know why, why Asian guys have small dicks? Because they're women. They're not dudes. They're all women. <laughs> All Asians are women. And they have big clits, really big clits. And when they have sex, they just stick their clits in each other's pussies. (laughs) And then they procreate using math. Now, I can't can't prove this, by the way, but I don't have to. Listen, by the way, I know this is not true. I know that. You know what? Um, I swear, if you you just told me that was... It's very Louis C.K. Yeah, no, if you said, oh, that, that was a Louis C.K. special from, like, 2016 uh, in, like, Atlanta or what, some any random uh, American city, I'd be, be like, New oh, York, yeah, that, L.A., that, whatever, yeah. That sounds like uh, Louis C.K. And I think that's precisely the problem. I think people yeah. wanted him to change because I think of all the, the Me Too guys, I think people did... He was one of those guys that I think people really liked because, like, he wasn't yeah. a Harvey Weinstein. He wasn't a Les Moonves. Like, he, he, what he no, did was wrong, he, definitely he, wrong. He's but it was, Epstein, it was right? Yeah, yeah. It was more pathetic than right. you know, like like <laughs> raping someone. Like, yeah, I mean, it was bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to excuse oh, it's what bad, he did. Yeah, but you know, it, it, it's it's you know, as I said, he's not. He wasn't like a Jeffrey Epstein or whatever. No. Um. So I think people and and people generally liked you know uh, Louis the the TV show. They liked to the stand up, uh, and they wanted him to show some remorse, compunction, whatever. But then he comes out and does exactly what he always yeah, does. Yeah, wasn't wasn't the premise uh, yeah, of and, this? Yeah, and he also like sort of like he st- he he started the set um, complaining about how much money he'd lost. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's and like, he was like, "I lost a lot of money, guys. It was it sucked. Uh, who cares?" And and he was like, "I'm not going to tell you, but it was millions and millions and millions of dollars." And he's like, "You know, it's at least more than three because three million is only." million and millions but he's like and then he's like you know i, I lost 35 million dollars and then i'm thinking in my head like you had 35 million dollars to lose yeah mm-hmm. True. you know what i mean so it's like why is anyone in this crowd gonna care but they were e- they were eating it up they loved it I, well i i th- it was in long island right That's uh, yeah it was in long island yeah, I mean, um, I don't want to, I don't want to push yeah. stereotypes, but you know, Long Island. <laughs> well, well, so uh, I, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I just uh, started around the thirty-minute mark, like you suggested, right, right, Oxford. Right. Was that the one section? He only had that one section. He was yeah. talking about. Uh, he started okay. talking well, we'll, about black. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's let's talk about that. See, like his see the the very Louis C.K. thing to do. I, actually, I'm not even that. I was never that big of a fan anyway. I mean, I, I, I mean, like, I, it's not like he's I didn't funny. like him, but I, yeah, he's like a funny guy, whatever. But I don't really 
seen a lot of his acts, but I do know his shtick is kind of, he says something horrible, but from the perspective of, it even like disgusts him to say it, but he says it more right. as a reflection of society. And it like right. pains mm-hmm. him to observe this uh, flaw of society kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I think that's what he was trying to do with the, the Asian dick joke. Because at the end, he says something like, oh, I know it's not really true. But it's like, what's the punchline? You just repeated a very yeah. racist, uh, race science-y um, stereotype. And then at the end, you just say, oh, I, it's not, I know it's not true. I mean, he but took it further. He wasn't even just like, did. we have small penises. Like, you don't have no. penises. You just have big clits. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, you, so, yeah. so the joke is just everyone laughing at that, and getting a good time. Like, woohoo! He said what we're all thinking, uh, but then, he, then he just dis- he tries to have an out by saying, "Oh, I know it's not true." But your right, whole joke yeah, was about yeah. that, and that's what the payoff was: getting to laugh at at this thing. And the that, thing that really interested me about that joke is not not really that he told the joke, but rather the media's reaction to it. Because everyone got mm-hmm. upset mm-hmm. that he went after the the, the Parkland. Yeah. Uh, kids they got upset that he went after trans people but not everybody picked up on the asian thing and i thought that was what was really interesting because if your stance is you're upset at all the things he said but you miss out on the the asian uh asian guy dick joke i think that tells me that you kind of think it's true anyway so it it just you did not even register well or it's inconsequential they're doing a a calculus right they're like you know the parkland students are hot right now and mm-hmm. they have been, right? People are going to be upset that he criticized them. Yeah. And he's like, who's going to care that he, you know, he made this very crass and, you know, hacky joke about Asian dicks? Nobody, right? And there was that one article, I think it was a Slate article, where they said, they mentioned it and they said, you couldn't have said this in a bar without getting punched. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you can say that in any bar and no one's going to punch that guy. Yeah. No, like people, nobody. people would laugh along. Yeah, if anything, yeah, people would uh, laugh along. If anything, they and Asian like all the Asian th- dudes would be too, because not because they like agree with it and thought it would be funny. It's like because they're not going to start a bar fight. Yeah, who's going to no, start a bar fight of, over that? And no, so and, I, and I if found an that Asian very, guy, like it was very weird to read that. I'm like, that who's who's who are they trying to fool that they were really upset with that? Yeah, and if any Asian guy did throw a punch, everyone would get mad at him. Like, yo, exactly. Dude, yeah. Why, yeah, why are you taking it so personally? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, that guy's not racist. He has an Asian girlfriend. Why'd you punch him? Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. as much as he tried to kind of backpedal out of it, it was interesting how he set up that entire bit. The whole bit yeah. uh, starts with a discussion about uh, black dicks and, mm-hmm. you know, how big they're supposed to be. And he kept, he he really, what he did is he actually enforced, reinforced it, right? He goes, uh, he says like, well, where does this myth comes from, right? It's because there are black men out there who have huge dicks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so effectively he's saying, well, these stereotypes are rooted in truth. Okay. We all know that one. And then he goes on to further reinforce it by sharing an anecdote about a giant black dick that he saw once. Right. And mm-hmm. so like, in effect, he might be saying, oh, these are judge jokes. We all know that it's not true, but what, uh, and I, I can't say that he's consciously doing this, but I think, um, in terms of practical level, he ends up just fully reinforcing these stereotypes yeah because people are going to think that these things are true right because they maybe they've seen it or maybe they just have heard it perpetuated none of it is surprising to me like i didn't find i like i didn't find it funny of course i also didn't find it interesting because it's like it's the shit he does as his brand of humor and he i think he the whole premise of the show was like 
I'm I'm like my life, my career is ruined anyways. I'm just going to say everything I want to mm-hmm. say. So right. maybe it's a bit more extreme than mm-hmm. he usually goes for. And I just didn't find it surprising at all. I didn't find the reaction surprising either. And that's continually yeah, I what's mean, sad. He, it, yeah, like he's had a shtick for a long time about like complaining about how people don't appreciate what they have. Right. And, and kids especially. He just was never as crass as he was, uh, you know, in this set. Right. And going after you know, the Parkland students. And and I'm going to be honest, you know, with David Hogg and that, he got into Harvard. He's not, I mean, academically, <laughs> he's not there. But, and I think Wes Yang made a good point today in a tweet, you know, he demonstrated the ability to sort of, uh, you know, get notoriety and, and be a leader. And that's really what they're looking for. So, you know. Yeah, he's leaning into it, right? <laughs> Yeah, Harvard's yeah. a fame whore, so well, exactly. So I mean, it makes sense, but like, you know, it, people are yep. very upset, and I, I don't. I didn't think that Parkland part was as bad as, you know. Well, see, like, uh, I'll bring up a couple of jokes that I thought was very typical of him. Uh, you, like he makes, I mean, uh, like he makes jokes about like pedophilia towards the end, which I actually thought was the, oh, the funniest. He? Fu- fu- he makes fun of the, he like. Brings up how disturbing it is that they sell boyfriend jeans to like preteen girls, mm. and and he jokes and he and he like kind of it goes along with that logic and and makes a bunch of these pedophilia jokes. But mm-hmm. he's made jokes like that before. I mean, he made yeah. that joke uh, about how uh, like uh, child molesters like molesting a child must be the the greatest feeling in the world because why why would like child molesters keep doing it even though it totally destroys everything they have. And when he made that mm. joke, I think everyone was like, oh, he's so brave for saying that. It's really funny, you know? So um, it's the same old Louis C.K. And then uh, he made this one joke that I think got a lot of people upset because he talked about, uh, made fun of the fact that we can't use the word retarded anymore. Yeah. But his yeah. overall yeah, point yeah. was that nobody's actually fixed anything. All they did was change the word retarded to and intellect. That's into a good point. That's yeah, and I think that, that's a legit it's point. And that's classic Louis C.K. That, that's what he would do on like his show and all the stand-up. Yeah. Uh, but I think the real issue is not really the material itself, although, you know, some of it sucked, like the, you know, typical Asian dick joke, haha, whatever. But the fact that he did not change one bit after he gave that whole speech not about, I'm going to, I'm going to like go into a monastery, <laughs> cut off yeah. my left hand in penance. Then, but then he comes back a few months later and it's exactly right. the same, maybe yeah. a little well, more bitter. But, yeah. but it's <laughs> not just that he didn't, that he didn't change, but like no one else fucking changed, right? People are still giving him nope. a platform because they're still going to make a fuck yeah. ton of money of him showing up to this comedy seller or whatever. And people True. are still laughing their asses off at this guy too. No one's fucking changed. Yep. No. Nope. Yeah. I heard like Les Moonves is like has been exiled to like mega yacht or something. <laughs> oh, oh no. no! How terrible! Oh no! Yeah, when okay, they said like, like CBS denied him his uh, what was like a hundred twenty dollars severance package, I'm like, he probably has like five hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people are like five hundred million dollars. Yep. And yeah. if you really want to punish him, you gotta you gotta shut off his cell service. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you heard. Gotta claw back some of that. I'm sure you heard that, that uh, Netflix is going to give Aziz Ansari a, a third season of Master of None, like the minute he's ready uh-huh. to do it. So, oh really? Yeah, and they're oh, going to. Wasn't, gonna, that, gonna, wasn't that old news though? That was like, like a month or so ago. But like, they're going to make. Oh, really? They're going to get even more views, right? They're going to want to see people want right. to see what Aziz is like now after this controversy. So no one has really right. changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. depressing. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, we're about almost at an hour 10. So any closing thoughts on this uh, AM audit episode? I would just, I guess, just as a general sort of uh, statement, 
I, I feel like a broken record for saying this, you know, but just like talk openly with your friends and be real, um, open up a little bit. And it's, you know, like chances are your friends or peers are dealing with the same fears and insecurities as you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and like not like some of you guys have emotional shit to work out, man. And that's not on anybody else but you. And you have to be able to recognize it. You have to be able to to look at yourself and say like, hey, this is something that I need to work on. Um, otherwise, you know, like all, all the racism in the world could disappear. All, all the prejudice in the world could disappear. And you'll still be butting your head mm-hmm. up against this wall because the, the root issue um, hasn't been addressed. Uh, so I just I would uh, I hope that more Asian guys out there can get a handle on the emotional reactions as difficult as it is. I mean, I understand I've been there, um, but it's a part of growing up too. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Philip. Um, one thing I've been trying to do the last of the while since coming onto these online spaces is just like talking to more Asian guys in person. Like, I think one thing that we've established is that like a lot of Asian Americans get this sense that you can have too many Asians in a room right, you hang out too much with other people, you become kind of mm. unlikable. And it's especially true for guys. And I've been trying to just like, go against that current and talk to more guys, like literally in person, right, like try to befriend them instead of avoiding them. Um, and I'm learning a lot from doing that. So I think like, my advice is to, to, yeah, try to swim against that, that negative feeling you get about associating with other Asian guys and talk to them and, and try to learn these stereotypes, learn, learn what's good, learn what's bad. And uh, do a little bit of introspection through that, maybe. Philip, have you found that, um, generally speaking, the people you talk to are actually almost wanting a conversation, but they're just not sure if they should initiate? Yeah. So the the biggest thing I find, and we've talked about this a lot, but like everybody's very self-aware. They're very self-aware of all these dynamics, like around, especially mm-hmm. around you know, like dating, interracial dating, right? Especially around mm-hmm. emasculation mm-hmm. in the media and so on, right? They're very self-aware and you wouldn't know just from like a surface conversation with them, especially when there's white people in the room that they like yeah. know who Ken Jong is and know how much of a shithead he is and so on. But if you yeah. get into a private one-on-one conversation with another Asian guy, you, st- you just like drop that, you know, that little um, uh, teaser in there around race. Like they will bite, they will bite, uh, bite yeah. on and, 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 you know, come on full on with a lot of opinions and thoughts. And, and uh, um, they're not going to be completely open with you. Because I think it's still there's still right. a bit of fear about talking about it. It's still a stranger on the street. <laughs> yeah, even if you become friends with them, right? It's still like a, a tricky yeah. subject. But um, if you kind of like Sarge on, you you'll you'll find some interesting things from other folks who talk to mm-hmm, you for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's been interesting. Yeah. Uh, and Mark, um, I, I I've been finding myself just nodding my head to to what Jong and Philip have been saying, and I don't want to to repeat too much, but I'll add that um, you know, as an as an Asian man. Uh, I think you just need to be brave and, uh, you know, if you like Asian food, um, be, you know, you could be Chinese, Vietnamese, whatever flavor of Asian you are, um, learn more about it. Don't just say, I like it and sort of stop there. Um, or any aspect of being stereotypically Asian. If you like it, then like it. Don't be afraid to like it. Right. And, um, just, uh, you know, be brave. Yep. Uh, good point. Uh, so my point would be for Asian guys to uh, step outside your own heads for a second and, um, you know, just think of all the things you want to happen. Just uh, re- reevaluate, reevaluate, uh, like all the things you think should happen. How much of that is motivated 
uh, mainly by your self-interest because uh, like your own self-interest mm-hmm. is not really going to inspire other people. Mm-hmm. And what you really do have to do is, as I said, like this Asian American community and identity, we're all building it in the process in order to mobilize people. You have to inspire them. You have to get them to want to do it. And it really can't just revolve around your own selfish desires. And I think the, the more you can look outside of that and just understand what everybody else is thinking as best as you can, I think that will create a much better um, just environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, um, thanks, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, yeah. Really enjoyed this pod. Um, guess oh, the holidays are over. No more long, long weekends for me. <laughs> no. Back to work. But I am going to Korea for two and a half weeks soon. So oh, sweet. You guys, oh, maybe maybe I'll like pod from from Seoul, but uh, chances are you'll probably have to fend for maybe, yourself. Maybe maybe you could uh, record like a vlog. <laughs> That'd be cool. Start my own, start my own yeah, YouTube man. channel or, seri- or, or maybe like the the whole series, the small articles. All right, so. All right. Um, thanks, guys, for joining us on this podcast. Um, Philip, uh, Mark, and John, been a pleasure. See you, guys. See ya. See you later. See ya. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of Escape from Plan A. I'm your, I was your host, Oxford, with Mark, John, and Philip. And if you like us, as I said, please subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Rate us five stars if you like us and leave a review. We're also on Spotify, so if you use that, we're there, too. And our articles are on planamag.com. And uh, very importantly, if you want to reach out to us in any way, please hit us up on DMs on Twitter. We put our Twitter all in the uh, episode description or email us at editor.planamag at gmail.com. So until next week, we'll see you then. Bye, all. Squash it. On the water, squat. Your dirty moment, cap. Oh, can ninjas go ramble, 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 ramble. On the water, squat, 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 squat. Your dirty moment, camera.
I'm a motherfucking train saddle. All my shit, very red. Never seen a map. Mitchin' ma, then I'll pop. Gonna bargain get her. Cassoria, Cassoria. Gonna bargain get her, huh? You're done in moment, camo sang. せなのかもしれないだろう。うん。ありがとう。ありがとう。俺は俺のわしであるく。綺麗な靴。また汚しまくる。シューレース外す。エアフォースワン。それか。ボロいコンパスと重たい革ジャンで気分はロックスター。チ